What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. And we have another good episode to get you through another quarantine week in this COVID-19 pandemic. But we are here to brighten your day, hopefully a little bit. We're going to talk a little football, NFL draft. We're going to talk a little baseball news this week. And we're going to bring back sports trivia. It's been a while. But we're bringing it back today in sports history. So we are going to kick it off. Sully wants to talk about Todd McShay's ESPN uh, mock draft. Or because he just, you have a lot of problems with this, Sully. He said it's a joke to I, me before. So I don't think it's particularly it. good. And being that he is an expert, that's that's all he does. I would, I would think it'd be a little better. Well, I'll start off, you know, he's got, you know, he's got Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, Simmons, first four, it's hard to fuck up the first four. Tua, once again, correct. Then sixty has Jordan Love, you know, maybe a little project, a huge, huge arm athleticism from Utah State going to the Chargers, sixth over Herbert, who some people like Her- Herbert better than uh, Tua, I'm hearing some teams. I'm pretty high on, Her- on uh, Herbert myself. Um, Jordan Love's projected to go at the end of the first round. Like, he's projected to possibly go to the go to the Patriots, like in the mid mid you know mid twenties and stuff, um, you know he's he's a player that's not going to play his first year. Might may need two years, and you're going to spend a six round pick. I mean a, a six overall pick. If you're taking someone in the first five six picks, that player needs to play for you now. That that can't be a wait and see. One two three years you'll play. Like you just you can't do that. And that's the type of player most experts say he is. Um, you could say the same and, about Tua though. Well. We can get to that as well with two. I mean, but Tua will miss maybe part of the rookie year. But I mean, there's there's people saying Love will be has to sit out two years because that's how far behind he is. Um, I mean, Tua mentally is is way ahead of and and fundamentally is way ahead of Love. It's just the injury concern. But I'm saying that's a different. That's the injury bug. That's that's that is a risk as well. Willing to take, but I mean, we all know what what Tua has done on the field. Um, what he's put together is far superior to love in in both talent and production. But um, like we were saying before, they have a bet. Mel Kiper thinks that Herbert's going to be drafted before Love, and McShay thinks that Love is going to be drafted before uh, Herbert. And then whoever wins or whoever loses, I should say, has to donate five thousand dollars to the Jimmy V Fund. So that's something good and positive. Um, yeah, no losers know. there. Yeah, no losers. You know, it's tough time, so it's good to see some good news in sports. Um, some other gripes I have <coughs> with this. Um, he seems to think the Jets going to take a receiver, Jerry Judy, at 11. Uh, the Jets aren't sm- the smartest, so maybe we do. But being how deep wide receiver is, you can get some really good receivers in the second round. Denzel Mims, um, Pittman from USC. Uh, I see a lot more value there than... You know, the tackles, you have four guys. We're talking about Jedrick Willis. Well, in, in order, it's, you know, Tristan Wirfs, um, Mekhi Becton, Jedrick Willis Jr., and Andrew Thomas is pretty much the consensus first four. 
So he has us not taking. He he basically has Mackay Beckton not going to us or Andrew Thomas. So two tackles taken before us. They're not taking either of them, and then passing for a flat, you know, receiver. He's an incredible route runner, Judy. But I just don't. I mean, with when it comes to the, like alignment, I mean, the Jets, you know, really are reshaping the lineup. The, the lineman is twofold. Offensive linemen are twofold. In fact, that it helps your run game. Le'Veon Bell is terrible, and it helps protect your fran- hopefully franchise quarterback. Receiver and running backs are two of the most replaceable positions. Not to say Judy isn't exceptional at route running and after the catch he is, but I just, I just it makes a lot more sense to me to go uh, tackle and then just wait on receiver. And then the other, you know, the way he has his not going, I guess it makes some sense. But Makai Becton is is a top, consensus top ten pick in every draft. Every mock draft, and he has him going 14th to the Bucs. I think that's very wishful thinking for the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Um, so, I mean, those are some of my early gripes. And then he has Brandon Ayuk from uh, wide receiver Arizona State, who I know has been a high riser, but 20th to the Jaguars? No, he's not going 20th to the Jaguars. He could be maybe back into the first round, but most people have had him in the early second round. I know he's been, you know, Really talented slot receiver, tremendous off, or, um, you know, after the catch, going to be a really dynamic punt returner or kick returner in the league. But I mean, I mean, the Jaguars have Chark and Westbrook and Conley. They're not exceptionally. <coughs> Chark had a breakout year. And Brandon Ayuk, I don't get that pick. I don't get why you'd reach for that pick there. Yeah, uh, I'm also not taking him over either Justin Jefferson, Justin or, Jefferson, is or or T Higgins. Yeah. Yeah, T. Huggins, Higgins, a little not as polished, but you know, a big-bodied receiver coming from Clemson. How are Clemson wide receivers? Pretty damn good last I checked. Yeah, pretty damn good. I mean, the worst one is like Sammy Watkins. Like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that team had say it was Sammy Watkins, uh, Martavis Bryant, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. That was Martavis their receiving Bryant core. Bryant didn't pan out, but he was just a bum. He was he was a fucking he was a talent. He was a stud at his best. He did. He did have one or two. One and a half great years with the Steelers. He had some really explosive years. Yeah, um, but I'm saying even having those three guys as your college receivers, like in their prime, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. that's unreal. That's I mean, that's got to be in the conversation for the greatest triplet receiving core in college football history. Yeah. Um, so those are just a few of my personal gripes with it. You know, I you know he's obviously a lot smarter than me. He does this for a living, but you know. We can clearly see some flaws there. No mock's going to be perfect. And, you know, obviously things that, you know, like if, if Love doesn't go sixth, like Herbert probably will. And all the trades always throw shit off. I mean, obviously. That's one thing. Dolphins, yeah, they, yeah. They don't do trades in these mocks. And it's hard to blame them because that's so hard to predict. But one would think someone's going to trade up to get a Tua or a Burrow, whether it's the Dolphins trading up to secure Tua. Don't know if they do that. I don't know how crazy they are about him. I know the Dolphins want Burrow. That's something we could talk about as well. Is they are they want to trade up to, with the Bengals. Yeah, uh, I would be very surprised if either the Lions or the Giants didn't trade back at three or four. Yeah, there's just too but much opportunity. The thing, though, is I really like Isaiah Simmons for the Giants, though. And I do too. I'm I'm praying we they, take Simmons at four. That's that's who I want. I know yeah, offensive if you lines. Back, if you get really good value, trade back. Do it. But Isaiah Simmons, he can play everywhere. He's like a, you know, 
He's like a we've, ne- we've legitimately never seen a linebacker like him. That's not yeah, hyperbole. He, he, that's a that's a fact. I, I you, I'm prepared for the offensive line pick just because I I fucking know like I just have this gut feeling that Gettleman's not going to take Simmons, but I'm going to be real upset if we take an offensive lineman straight up at four. Because uh, yeah, I don't, I don't we, see that uh, trade. That'd trade be back such a to, reach. Yeah, trade back to six or seven. You can st- you're guaranteed one of your two top guys, and if you really are set on O line, and and take them there, you can you gain an extra second round pick from the Chargers, or you know yeah. a third and a fourth, or so, you know something. You're getting at minimum a second round pick a, a, mm-hmm. in addition to going to six. So I don't know how you can't with a, a, a team that need that has clearly more than one hole. It would be hard pressed. I'd be real upset if took a, a line minute four. The defense is is porous right now, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we need a safety. We need cornerback. We probably could use another cornerback unless a the rookies really step up. Definitely need a pass rusher because what's his name is still a free agent. Yeah, and and we need another outside Our linebacker. Goal. Yeah, so that's... I, I mean, and and yeah, Golden's available. Everson Griffith. Still available, and obviously Jadavon Clowney. Still, he came out today and said he's always oh, going from twenty million his asking price to seventeen to eighteen. Cool, dude. You're not saying that the market dictated that. They said you aren't worth it. Yeah, you're you not no doing course. anyone any favors. He, he it's like, not, it's like, oh, you know, I could have made twenty two million, but just you know, just because I'm such a team guy, I'll take it down to seventeen eighteen. No, you've been. What is this? How many? How long have we been in free agency? It's been a minute. Three weeks. No, probably two weeks, right? No, it's like the eighth or something. No, uh, or no, well, the eighteenth. Yeah, it starts. It started March eighteenth. Yeah, so it's yeah. been two full then, weeks of it, and you know, yeah, two the, full weeks. The, but ninety-five percent of guys are signed. Ninety-five percent of guys that are expecting to sign are signed. Yes, yes, correct. They're all. They're all. Yeah. You know, obviously, he's, you got your playing himself right now. The top teams are the uh, the. The Seahawks, obviously, the Titans, and the Jets. And the Jets have a bunch of cap room. We got like $44 million. We have the second most cap room remaining. Douglas has done a really good job of, with these um, small one-year um, deals, not much against the cap, cutting players like Tremaine Johnson, fucking bum. What a bum. That was a you – know, Jets have had a lot of bad misses. Jets and the Mets, but that was a bad miss, Tremaine. Yeah, he did oh, not pan out well. I mean, he, he he literally, you're better off, like last year before he got hurt, you're better off putting your grandma in a, wheel, in a wheelchair or a walker on, on the field. Like, <laughs> he, he just he just couldn't move. He couldn't. Who was worse, him or D. Milner? D, D. Milner was definitely worse because um because we drafted him so high. D. Milner's like the first Alabama defensive player to be not good in the last, like, 20 years. Yeah, and the Jets took him. <laughs> yeah, the Jets took him. What was he like? Top. What was he like? The fifth or sixth pick? Uh, I think he was nine, if my memory serves correctly. Nine? Not a hundred percent, but it was either nine or eleven. I don't know why those two numbers are coming into my head. I'm gonna look it up now because I'm. Maybe it was. I feel like. I feel like it's in the seven to nine range, but I mean, I just feel like like we got out of Tremaine Johnson two years, a, a top ten draft pick. That's that's brutal. Spending it on someone like him. Yeah, you definitely want more than two years out of a top ten draft pick. 
I uh, I don't know what it's like to have any top ten draft picks, but I feel like I'm about to. Damn. <laughs> D. Milner only started 14 games before he was out of the league. Wow. He, like he Josh played. Gordon. Was he taken? I'm I'm trying to find that right now. Um, Is the Google not working for you, Dave? Yeah, I mean, normally it like comes right up, and it's just D. Milner draft. Oh, number nine. Number nine. Good yeah, call. It was number nine. Um, yeah, but like, do you know how bad you have to be to n- get cut before your rookie contract ends and not get another shot somewhere? He didn't even make another team. No, I mean the last the last thing that Pro Football Focus has registered is he was cut by the Jets on in 2016. Maybe he made it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna try to defend him. He was fucking garbage. That's high for a corner. Two corners definitely aren't usually taken very high. I just don't get like, He was nice at Alabama. He was really good. He just had injuries concerns, and he just... Yeah, 2015, to... he didn't even start a game. He only played in five games, and that was it. The Jets have... Uh, Jets... Recently, we've had better first-round picks like Jamal Adams, and hopefully, you know, Leonard Williams was pretty good. I mean, he didn't pan it, but... Um, like, we had Vernon Golson, remember that name, from the Ohio oh, State? Oh, yeah. He was a bust. Yeah, he was maybe not – he wasn't as bad, but he was he was close. He was sure as hell close. He uh, – yeah, there was there, there was a dark time in, in Jets history if, as if this wasn't dark enough. Haven't you guys uh, gone defense in the first round, like, 10 years in a row or something like that. Yeah. And I'll change this year. It's like every year. I don't know if it's how many years in a row, but yeah, but I don't think, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's, it's a lock this year. I don't think anyone's talking about receiver. The only thing that's being talked about is receiver or tackle. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to change. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope they don't take Judy. If they do, they get a really talented, uh, receiver, obviously, which is the sexy pick, and then they can take a tackle in the second round, but I'd rather go the other way. Um, who do you think the uh, Pats are going to take, Tom? Dude, I don't know. I don't even know what they're going to be looking for this year. I feel like they need a tight end. I think they. You're not going to. I don't think they're going to be able to draft a quarterback. I don't. Know, I think they're going to be too late to draft anybody that's going to be better than Stidham. So I don't think they're going to go there unless they trade up, which. I don't see it as a possibility either. And there's so I think no it, tight ends with a first round grade this year. Right. So it's like I don't I mean the the offensive line they could always add to that. But like they're just not in a good position at all. You know what I mean? They probably had like aside from getting to the Super Bowl and losing, like they're they're pretty much in like the worst position right now because they're going to be they're like a late late first round pick. There's going to be nothing left for what they need. It's just like I, I don't I, I have I just have no no words for the situation that we found ourselves in. We lost like we lost Harmon, we lost Van Noy, you lose Brady. It's like what I I just um it's yeah. it's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be good. I was talking to take, one of my Jacob, friends. You could take Eason in the second round. That, that might be a good Sit a move to minus three fifty to be the week one starter today. I was gonna say it's like yeah. it, it, Easton is even is that 
is that a better option than Stidham at this point? At least Stidham's been in the system for a year. Well, I mean, we, we wouldn't know, but it'd be better competition than Brian fucking Hoyer, who's lost his last 12 starts. Jacob Eason <laughs> yeah. is plus 2,300 to be the Patriots' week one starter. Yeah, and obviously if he was drafted, that would go way up, but... Yeah. Uh, it's it's well, this- Stidham minus 350, Hoyer plus 300, Cam Newton plus 850, Dalton plus 1,200, Jameis plus 1,300... Eason plus twenty three hundred from Jordan What's Love. Not listed. This is Watson. twenty. Watson. This is twenty twenty. Those odds that were floating around for Watson were twenty twenty one. Oh. Um, and then from Jordan Love, Justin Herbert are all tied at twenty nine hundred, and bringing up the rear is Joey Flacco plus thirty eight hundred. Joe Flacco would that be something? The that Cowboys be- are circling back up. To the Jets and and gonna make a high pick trade offer for safety Jamal Adams of the Jets if they send the Jets can't agree on a long term deal with him. I just this is just a situation. Uh, Jamal's I mean he I mean Jamal's kind of a diva, but he work. I mean he goes in and out like he he says the right things and then he doesn't. But he's such a stud. But the position barely matters. Like I don't want to say strong safety doesn't matter, but like. It's like if you're like a developed team, it's like, oh, at least we have our quarterback or at least we have a, a really good blindside tackle or at least we have a really good pass rusher. It's like, yeah, really need that strong safety. Great. It's a good thing we have that strong safety to build up that defense. Like, yeah, yeah like it's good. Sure. You... Like it's not a position of need like quarterback, um, you know, rushing the quarterback, protecting the quarterback. Those are the three most important things. Or a star receiver, that's cool too. Like if you have a DeAndre Hopkins, cool. And right behind that is cornerback, like a star uh, shutdown cornerback. The problem is with star safeties is they believe they should be paid like top cornerbacks, and they just there's zero evidence that their position means as much as as that as a star corner. I mean, look how good Jamal Adams has been, and look how not good the Jets have been. I mean, the defense was pretty good last year, granted without Mosley and like. I love me some Jamal Adams, but I'm not giving him 18 million a year. No, I no. don't know what he wants. It's probably at least 14, probably 16 or 17. I don't but, even think you can give him that. I think you got to settle in in that 11, 12 range. I mean, there's no. I don't even know. There's no way he would take that. There's no with his ego. Have you his his Instagram handle is pre is Prez. Yeah, it's what is it, President Mall? I was just looking at it. It's it's Prez Adams, I think. Prez Adams, yeah. It's like what, dude? Like he's like. He's, that's where it's like, I'm not attached to, I'm not attached to keeping him on the team. If we can, if we can trade him and get, um, a first round, it would take more than the Cowboys first round draft pick though. Oh yeah. You're probably looking at a first and a third, uh, a first and a third easy, maybe a first and next year's second. And something like that, I probably would do. And then where do the, uh, the Cowboys pick? Where do they 16th this year? I think 18, 19, something like that. Really? Did that happen? They are 17. 17. 17. So with that logic, um, I don't know if that would help us so much. I don't know if any of the the three receiver trio would be there. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, but you could also replace, you could replace Adams with, you know, someone like uh, Xavier McKinney, or even if you want to get another cornerback, Henderson at Florida will probably be there. Yeah. 
Um, what about edge rushers? Is there any edge rushers available around there? Uh, yeah. Uh, Espinaza, the uh, yeah. Iowa kid. Yeah, uh, that would be a potential. Um, but yeah, I mean, if that was a few picks higher, it would be more appetizing because I don't think any of the, re- the the trio of receivers will fall. Well, let's let's see. I mean, I think if the Jets don't take a receiver, that's one less pick. The Raiders, I think, are definitely going to take a receiver. Yeah, I mean, they're taking a receiver at one of their picks at twelve or nineteen for sure. But I think yeah, they'll well, probably do it at twelve because then they'll get their pick of the litter, especially yeah. if the Jets don't take one at twelve at eleven. Do you think the Niners will take a receiver? Yes. Especially after losing Sanders. I think they're praying for um, Judy, but they'll settle for Ruggs. Okay. And then the Bucks wouldn't touch one. The Broncos would, of course, take one. The Falcons wouldn't touch one. So it would pretty much take a fuck-up on the Broncos or the Niners or the Raiders, which is possible. You, you just need to go one to three, not take a receiver there. I don't know if it's likely, but it's possible. Um, like, the Niners could try and re- um, replace DeForest Buckner with uh, Javon Kinlaw. Yeah. That's it. That's another possibility. So, maybe it is worth it. I mean, because if you're the Jets, you get rid of Jamal Adams. Obviously, it's not a great for the defense. But, you know, you and, and you come out with a top tackle on one of those three receivers, that, yeah. would, that would be really nice. That would, that would be – I think that would – I think that would be better. And then you have the additional pick. You know, whether it be a third this this year or a second next year. I just, I mean, this guy Adams, he's got a little diva in him. He does, for sure. He do, He definitely, like, he goes in and out. He goes in and out, like, where he's all team, he says all the right things, and then, like, he he pouts. It's like, you, you re- he's one of those guys that you, you're all in on him, and then, and then all, then he'll go and say something, and you're just like, ah, you were doing so good, man. You almost had yeah, it. Yeah, you're like you, want to <laughs> you almost like, fucking had it. That's and, like me though. Also, like in just everyday life, like you know things are going <laughs> so well, and you, you just say that one thing, and everyone's like, "Tom, you almost had yeah, it." Yeah, uh, you're so close. Fuck that one up. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think this is gonna be a one. One exciting draft. I mean, oh, I'm, I do too. With everything going on, the draft is going to be record, record whatever, ratings. Oh, absolutely. And um, I'm, I really hope they. Do, I don't know what it'll be format wise. I understand, obviously, it's going to be way different. But just give me the media coverage and give me someone announcing the names on a stage. I don't give a fuck if anyone else is there. It could be like the old 1980s drafts where there's just like the NFL people, like. 10 fucking reporters and a, the commissioner reading the picks in the back of a Marriott conference room. That's yeah, fine by me. Yeah. You know, put a yeah, fucking I don't care if any of the fans aren't there. Like what the fuck? It's not even no one's playing. Yeah, send a send a fucking FaceTime code or Skype code to every motherfucker who's got his name in the draft and tell him to set up an iPad or set up a laptop where however you want and if you get picked, this number's going to call you. Answer it if you want to do it. Don't if you don't. Yeah, I mean, that's Wait. where we are right now. Speaking of drafts, I told you guys about the kid that emailed me and was asking about my experience in the NBA draft. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. What? <laughs> whatever came of that? 
Nothing. I don't think he ever emailed me back. I mean, let me check. Why did you email him? He, no, he emailed me. Yeah, but about, what, did you, what did your what was your response? Um, let me find it. I gotta Wait, go is he like a was he like a real player? Didn't you say he was like a D three basketball player or some shit? Or am I no, imagining this? Dude, I have I have absolutely no idea. He, you have no idea who he is? No, dude. He just came in. Oh yeah, okay, so here's the original email. Here here's the from his name's I'm not gonna dox him. But <laughs> he 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 started off this email by good evening, Mr. Tommy Buns. My name is <laughs> like that guy. When I first read this, I was like, who? And this is back in February too, so it's been a little while. Like, like, say, like, Mr. like your how do you name? how do you fucking continue a serious email like this after writing that line? Yeah, good evening, Mr. <laughs> Tommy Buns. You don't, but right, he did. Continue. So his name is whatever. Just like you, comma, I have the same aspirations to join the upcoming 2020 NBA draft like you in 2018. I have been emailing NBA fan relations for the past couple days. They've asked me to send a letter to a new email stating my desire to join the draft. I was just wondering if you have any tips or ideas to help me accomplish our goal. Or at least get emails from fan relations. Thank you. Have a great day. And then I just said, just follow their instructions. I had to do the same thing. Doesn't seem legit, but it is. And then he never, he never. That's all you you gave him? You gave him him a half a bun. (laughs) You gave him half a Yeah, it's the bottom half, too. I think he was looking for me to tell him that that wasn't what I had to do. But that was literally exactly what I had to do. I think he was it's looking like, for, like, pointers, like, on my, like, jump shot, like, everything. <laughs> like, like how'd you do your, 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 your drills? <laughs> I don't know what the better line was, whether it was, what, whether it was, good evening, Mr. Tommy Buns, or it was, uh, I was just wondering if you have any tips or ideas to help me accomplish our goal. <laughs> our goal. <laughs> What a weird way to... You guys tag <laughs> team in the draft. To... He was really yeah. trying to ring, rein you in there. <laughs> this is our dream. I really hope, like, yeah. a, a decade from now, some, like, fucking uh, undrafted all-star comes out in some interview and is just like, yeah, I, I read an article about some regular guy who applied for the draft. <laughs> <laughs> And I emailed him, and he sent me back, like, what I had to do. I didn't know what I was doing, and he gave me this. He told me what to do, and I got in. <laughs> and now... he, just, he, he sent me some half-assed response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't remember his name. Said. Something Buns. I don't remember, though. Well, it's just wild that he was hitting me up about, uh, like, a, a blog I wrote, like, two years ago. <laughs> it probably hit some, like, keyword, like, that he... Because he probably just searched, like, how to get in the NBA draft. We probably put that in, like, as a keyword for Google, and it just, like, picked it up, you know? Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, that one. I, I forgot about that, though, until just now. And So funny. Sully's just dropping his computer over here. It's all good. I had a glass of wine in my hand while I was doing it. <laughs> it was either wine wine on the computer. It landed on my toe, actually, the computer. And he already Sully didn't drop the computer. The wine dropped the computer. Yeah. Um, a little uh, dreaming tree. Good stuff. 
Drip. Oh, little Dave, little Dave Matthews shout out. No free ads, Sully. No. This free is ads. his. This is his. Yeah, that's Dave's Vineyard. Yeah. All right, Dave Matthews. When you when you listen to this, please send us a check. Yes. Hit us with those bags. Give you a discount. Um, just send us a. You know what? Just send us oh, a, a case and and we'll call it even. We will a case for each of us. Though. Yeah, we'll obviously plug you. You can be the official wine of of the Bleacher Banter podcast, but you know, no free ads. So you know, no, no free ads. DM us about right. DM us for our addresses. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sully, what were you saying about the Rangers? Who who paid all the minor league players? Oh, uh, um, Shin Su Chu. Uh, he's an outfielder. He's had a decent career. Uh, I don't know his exact net. Net worth or how much he makes, but he donated one thousand dollars to every minor league player in the Rangers system, and there was a hundred and ninety. So he donated a total of one hundred ninety thousand to the minor league players in the Rangers system. So it was a really nice gesture, um, really nice gesture uh, by him. He doesn't, he's not, you know, he's not someone making tons of money. So one hundred ninety doesn't seem like a ton. It, you know, to some people, you're like, oh, they're loaded. But, um, you know, that's that's cool because it's impactful for, um, you know, his team, his community, his area that he's in. Um, it's not just some random charity where, you know, maybe 50% doesn't, 50% goes to somewhere else. He, um, you know, it's people that are that struggle, honestly. I mean, minor league baseball players struggle. Um, they have multiple jobs. Obviously, it's hard to have multiple jobs right now. They got that, I think, 400 a week coming through the Rob Manfred's giving them $400 a week, and uh, that's probably a pay raise for them. That's how little they make. They make like 14000 a year. Um, but, um, oh, wow, he, he he's worth more than I thought. He had, a, he had Shin, Shin Su Chu has a seven-year $130 million deal. <laughs> what? Oh my god, he's fucking rolling in dough. Uh, he, give it at least. Well, he hasn't out. made all of it yet, but I want to. I'm I'm typing in his net worth instead. I uh, the the tune may change. His net worth is forty million right now, currently, because most of them he hasn't he hasn't accumulated yet. So forty million. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's still a nice amount of money. About two hundred k. I mean, you figure that's five times four. You know, that's one two hundredth of his net worth. Yeah, I mean, I am certainly not willing to donate one two hundredth of my net worth. Yeah. I don't uh, know how much that is. I mean, it's probably like, you know, 80 bucks, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not willing to donate that right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that's cool, yeah. cool for, for Shin Su Chu. And uh, Drew Brees and his wife donated, uh, if we're talking about big spenders, what was it, $5 million? Yeah, that was. I mean, that's. I mean, that was very generous of because the New Orleans communities is getting hit pretty hard, and it's gonna be it's gonna get way worse for them, unfortunately. Um, it's pretty much all Sean Payton's fault, huh? Sean Payton, that cocksucker. <laughs> I was gonna say, no, you guys aren't gonna. Party it up. You guys aren't gonna uh, join me in the uh, Sean Payton. Uh, how much do you think Drew Brees is net is uh, net worth is? Got to be like two hundred million. Yeah, it's got to be up there. He think about one hundred twenty million. Really? That seems That's a low. lot for him giving up five five million of a hundred and twenty. That means he's given up like 
120 one-twenty-one of his network. 121th. <laughs> 121st? How would you say that? 120 120th? <laughs> How would you say that? You say 120th, 122nd, 121st? It would be 121st. Yeah. Right? It's just no one's ever said that before. It's probably the first time in history someone said, or attempted to say, 121st, or whatever. <coughs> I think it'd be 121st. God, guys, I'm sorry I keep coughing on the mic. I keep forgetting Jeez. to mute my mic. I you swear I do not have out. I swear oh, I do not it's have actually it. Actually, one twenty fourth of his net worth. Oh, so. there we go. That I mean, that rolls off the tongue way better too. Yeah, but that's that's even that's crazy. It's just uh. Yeah, but guys like him, they got they got the money managers. They're moving things around. He's not even gonna see a dent. He's not even gonna know that happened. Yeah, no, he's not gonna see a dent, but not everyone does it though. That's true. No, nope. not everyone true. does that. No, dance. I wish I could give that amount of money. I would, if you give me a hundred twenty million dollars, I swear I'll donate I'll five of it. Five of it, right? yeah, I'll give uh, five of it. Uh, you know, I'll even donate ten. Yeah, I was gonna say I will. I'll go above that. Yeah, I will double that. <laughs> oh, I will triple it right now. If that wasn't as good an offer. I we'll mean, do a little Shark Tank action. That's impressive. I'm not willing to go that far. Yes, I am not also no. not. Looks yeah, like that, is getting I, I, In that scenario, I would have rightfully earned the $120 million being given and to me. for that reason, you're out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you guys say we uh, wrap up this episode with a little, a little trivia for the kids? Let's hit it. We haven't had trivia in a while. We're bringing it back. Is this is this uh like daily trip like this is, like this day? This, this week. This is this is this week in sports. This is trivia. fair. This is good. This this week. I'm sure there's been a lot of significant things to happen, and and I mean, you have. I don't know what would be going on right now. You'll see. March Madness. Yeah. NBA. See. You'll see. Okay. We're actually going to start out with one here. So in. 1991, this team won their first college basketball title, and this player won most outstanding player. UNLV Larry Johnson. No. Fuck. That was, was so was that? Dave was so confident, <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> it might have been the year before. Um, 91. I was born in 93, so for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> uh, 91, they won their first, and this player won, uh, what was it? Uh, most outstanding player. Most outstanding of the tournament? Yes. This school's first ever NCAA championship? Yes. Not their last, though. Ooh. Ooh. Definitely not their last. Villanova carry Kittles. No. No, Villanova was 85. Yeah, but I, I know Kittles was... That was probably too early for well, Kittles. Well, if over one in 85, then it couldn't have been that oh, first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. What am I thinking? Um, shit. This team is from the eastern part of the country. Louisville? No. East of Chicago, though. East of Chicago? That's not that... Um... Chicago. You half the fucking country, Sully. <laughs> I, 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 know, you, you half the I thought you meant eastern... Yukon? Nope. Oh, that's 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 not a good guess. Um, 
No, 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 not their no, only No, not one. their own. Oh. Kentucky. No, no. Closer, though. They've won several. Duke Leitner. Yes. Wow. I was hung up on it was the only one. Oh, no, no, no. Was... Really? They won... That was their first one? I guess that makes sense. 1991, they won. But then again, why would I guess Villanova? 72-65, and Christian Leitner won most outstanding player. Um, Okay, in 1999, this guard became the 10th player in NBA history to play 1,000 games with the same team and one of eight to play 1,000 games with his only team. John Stockton. Nope. 1999, wait, repeat it. That was... So in 1999, this point guard, or this guard, sorry, became the 10th player in NBA history to play 1,000 games with the same team. And it was his only team? And it was his only team as well. 99. Oh, 99. Oh. Um, Um, Was he good? Yes, and he was a guy that won championships. Yeah, it's about twelve years, a hundred thousand games if you play every year or every game. Um, it was an Eastern Conference team he played for too. Oh, I was gonna say, I was about to say, Penny Hardaway. No, oh. I played for a million teams. Yeah, no, I I don't know why. Um, ninety nine. So that means maybe. Jeez, this is tough because so many guys like change teams at the end of their careers. Um, you won multiple titles. Uh, let me double check on that, but I'm pretty sure he did. Yes, two-time NBA champion, and he was a Finals MVP. Also, a six-time All Star. Isaiah Thomas. No, but you're close. Joe Dumar. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah didn't play that late. Isaiah Thomas nope. had a short career. He would be he would be real up there in the all-time conversation if he played a normal amount of time. Yeah. I mean, you could say the same for Larry Bird, too. Larry Bird played 15, 16 years. He's unarguably played 12. Yeah, a 12 or 13. He's inarguably yeah. a top 10 player all time. I think he is now. Uh, yeah, I think he is. I think he's like. Eighth or ninth. Yeah, I, I think anywhere between six and ten is you can make an argument for. Um, but he would be like, he would five. be infringing on the top five conversation if he played 13, yeah. uh, 15, He'd 16 years. He's there with um, Kobe and Duncan. Oh, yeah, he was so clutch, too. Yeah. I mean, there, no. I, there aren't six or seven players in NBA history I'm taking at their best over Larry Bird. There aren't, you're saying? Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know if I can name six or seven guys I would take at their very best over Larry Bird. Would you take Kobe over him? It's a tough one. It is. It's probably the toughest one that you... Probably an equivalent there. Yeah, I agree. Kobe with the fro. I mean, you're taking... You're yeah, taking, I'm probably taking, taking Kobe Le- with the fro. You're taking LeBron. Over. You're taking Jordan. You're taking Kareem. You're taking um, Shaq. That's four. Uh, Duncan, you're not. Duncan's longevity. Um, Magic, he... I mean, I guess that's another similar... Yeah, I mean, but, like... There's gotta be someone that... Who, who, whose career got fucked that, that could have been so... We said... We were talking about Gilbert Arenas the other day. Now, he wasn't on that type of level, but... Grant Hill. 
Mm, I don't know. Not Larry. Yeah, that's that's a good one, but not not Larry Bird level, obviously. True. Penny Hardaway. Who was that guy that uh, did did like meth or whatever with the with the Celtics? That was like incredible. Chris. Goodbye. No, oh, no, Chris Her- Herndon or Herndon? Chris Herron? Herron, yeah. No, Chris Herron was never that good. He was a good college basketball yeah, player. Yeah, he was never like... Oh, it was college? That's what it was? Oh. I mean, you, could say, you could say T-Mac. He's T-Mac. good enough to drop 15 and be on heroin. That's pretty good. Yeah. You could say T-Mac. Yeah, T-Mac, yeah. T-Mac's close. T-Mac was a baller. Yeah. yeah dude. When he had that game when he was in Houston and he hit the... Uh, all those th- when he hit like four threes in the last like yeah yeah T Mac was yeah. unreal. He's another yeah. guy like you know. I really was. I mean Yao Ming wouldn't have been on that level, but Yao Ming was pretty awesome. Like he could have had a longer career. Yeah, think about what Yao Ming would have done in like nineteen sixty eight. The thing is, Yao Ming could was a great shooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're seven six and you can shoot from twenty two feet away. He could shoot. Comfortably, twenty-four feet in, twenty-two feet in. I'm His so, bread and butter was like eighteen to twenty feet away. If you don't think Yao Ming was taking it to Bill Russell in nineteen sixty-two, you're crazy. Oh yeah, Yao Ming would be all up in his business. Yeah, outside, down low. You know, I I I got um. Rem- I remembered a couple small guys the other day. I saw, like, I think it was a pictures, like, with Taco Fall in short, compared to short people. I saw Earl Boykins. Remember him on the Nuggets? He oh, yeah. Could, he could score. He was Earl nice. Earl Boykins? He was nice. His brother, like, uh, his... I think he was 5'6". Yeah. I ran into his, uh, his brother was a New York City cop. And I, when I was a kid, I was hanging out at the cage, just, like, watching streetball. I was on my way home from school. I had to walk by it. Um... And I just got talking to like this guy. I couldn't have been older than like you know thirteen or fourteen. And it turns out after like twenty minutes of talking to him, he was like, "Yeah, my brother's in the NBA." And I look at his name tag, and it says Boykins. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Um, so his brother, his brother was like normal size. His brother was you know five ten, five eleven. Earl's Earl's small for normal people. Yeah, Earl's yeah. like one fifty. <laughs> Five, yeah, six, no, he five. could he could score. He had he I, could score. I think he put up ten or eleven points certain years. Yeah, I, I remember him having like a couple explosion games where you know he put up like twenty five thirty. Yeah, no, yeah, he he was he was fun to watch. There's you know always people really forget about Isaiah Thomas. People forget about Isaiah Thomas's thirty point a game season in two thousand. Well, uh, uh, how tall is he? Five eight or five nine? Yeah, can't be taller than five nine. I can't be taller than five nine. Um, <laughs> he's a little guy, dude. I'm gonna look it up right now. I don't think I think he might be five seven, honestly. I think he's five nine. He wasn't happy. He was having an improved year this year. He was um he was uh, ascending a little bit. I you kind of gotta feel bad for him. He was close to like a max contract. He was close, to, or at least a hundred million dollar deal. Then he just got fucked. And he yeah. like his his career earnings out of that was like thirty million. Like he would have made that in one year. Yeah, he, like, really he did get absolutely fucked. got screwed. He like, is five foot nine, yeah. Yeah, I mean he's probably five eight with, with you know with the new standards, but um, I think he was putting up like thirteen a game, maybe like four. Yeah, he's putting up twelve point two, three point seven assists, uh, forty, almost forty one percent. Not great. I but, mean that's a great backup point guard. Those yeah, are great 40, numbers for a backup point guard. 
41, 41.3 from three, though. That's tremendous. Yeah. That's his career high. And, um, yeah, I mean, you're definitely, was he put 23 minutes? Yeah, that's a, it's a good, you know, sixth or seventh guy off the bench. I think all he's defensively, he can't, he can't defend. Right. Both years, I mean, 15-16, he was averaging 22.2 a game. In 16-17, he was putting up 28.9. Yeah. I mean, he was fucking, he was balling those That's two crazy. years. Do we have any yeah. more trivia? Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we just got, we, we got talking. I figured we just let the conversation flow. <laughs> All right. In 2001, this pitcher became the American League all-time strikeout leader. Uh, Roger, Roger Clemens. Clemens? Oh, that was close. I don't know who to give that one to. I think I got you it. You guys said that shit. Same time. I might have to give that one to Sully. Yeah, we both got it. You both got it, though. So also in 2001, this uh, player became the first Japanese position player to play a regular season MLB game. Kaz Matsui. Nope. Hideki Matsui. Nope. Ichiro. Yeah. Yeah. All right, why did we – that was so dumb. How did we not like, – Ichiro is such a I mean, they answer. were close around that. I mean, I mean, they must have been the year after, right? Matsui was 03. Yeah. Um, in 2003, this player became the youngest MMLB player to hit 300 home runs. Ken Griffey Jr. Nope. A-Rod. Yeah. Ah. Uh, you're right. Yeah, that was way, that was way too late for, yeah. Yeah, Griffey was um, 23 in like 96. Okay, uh, this player became the second player in NBA history to have a 2020-20 game. Russell Westbrook. Yep. Damn. We knew Dave wasn't getting that one. I refuse to <laughs> I refuse to praise uh, Russell Westbrook. What year did the M, did the uh, NCAA institute the three-point line? Uh 1978. Nope. Am I close? 79. In the ballpark. 82. Yep. Nope. Wait, 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 wait. It's from 78. Is it over or under? Over. All right. Uh, 88. Close. Uh, wait. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm going 80. I'm going 86. Yep. Because yeah. if you remember, the thing that triggered it is if you, Jordan's iconic shot at North Carolina was 84, I believe. And there was no three-point line in that replay. I should have uh, said 86. 86 was, 86 was a good year. So. And so it wasn't it a good year, Tommy. Year. Was it not a good year, 86? Uh, aside, I mean, the Celtics won a championship that year. But other than that. No, Arguably the greatest team ever, year. that Celtics yes, team. that's true. But uh, other than that, Sully, no, nothing else could happen that and year. And it's a little dribbler. Hit along the the first baseline, and the yes, ball gets through Buckner's leg, we, and Knight comes home, under, and the Mets win it. Yo, yeah, so, that's pretty I, much all I have. That's pretty on, much all I have. On that, uh, on that, the, off that note, that someone posed a question the other day, what was a worse, like, meltdown, or what was a worse mistake or blunder? I don't remember how it was phrased, but uh, Buckner or Steve Bartman. And people were actually saying Steve Bartman. Oh, I was like, no. What? Steve Bartman, first of all, no one likes to remember this, but the Cubs blew that game like 10 different fucking times yeah. that inning. They had like four errors. 
There's there's no way you could say diving into the stands to make a catch is less of a blunder, more of a blunder than a routine ground ball to first. Yeah, no, no, the thing was, um, uh, Mookie could definitely run. I mean, it was it was going to be closer than I think people give it credit to play at first, and it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't a typical routine. Play. I mean, it was pretty routine, but he definitely needed a hustle to get there. But the thing is, as long as you don't, the ball doesn't go into your glove. The runner from third doesn't score. So that's the yeah, exactly that's the big. I mean, you know, even if you if, let's say he 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 didn't, you know, he didn't feel it cleanly, and you know, he didn't make the bow first, you still live another day. The fact that it went right under, not even a mitt, not even a, a piece of. And- People don't realize that that wasn't, like, the clinching game for the Mets. The Mets had to no, come no, back and win Steve, again the next night. Yeah, no, no. It wasn't the clinching game, but that was our elimination game. Right, right, exactly. No, yeah, no. The... the next game we won by a few. I think it was, like, I forgot what it was, but we won, like. It's the it was, U.S. Uh, US hockey syndrome. Won. Everyone thinks that Russia was the championship. When... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but but it's it was, uh, you know, consequently, like, it was like you knew, you knew it was over after that. It was kind of like it was kind of like the Warriors. Like once they blew, you know that once they blew that lead, like and once they they lost Game Six, it was like you know they're not winning Game Seven. Yeah. After Game Six, LeBron went like off. He was like they're 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 fucked up mentally. He's like this isn't good. Like they're fu- they're fucked up right now mentally, physically. Like the Cavs are winning it. Uh, same with the the Mets. In '86, um, you know, same with you know, the Yankees and the Sox. Once they you know blew the three zero, like Game Seven, like it's over. Yeah, we we can move on. You're up three zero. <laughs> you let it go to Game Seven. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, but that is also all the trivia that I could uh, scrounge up for the episode. So that is going to do it for this week. We'll be back next week with another quarantine edition of the Bleacher Panther podcast. As always, check out our social media at Bleacher Fan. Go check out our uh, website where you can look at our store. Bunch of team-centric merch, bunch of funny stuff in there. A lot of Bleacher Fan merch. Check that out. Support us. We would love that. Uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast. Um, yeah, that's going to be it, and we will see you next week.